authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. America. Today is January the 4th, 2015. I guess I can't say this year is flying by, but believe it or not, this year is already flying by. The last one went through like a comet. So we, I'm, I'm going to dig right into the program tonight. There's so much to talk about. And, you know, it's really funny. I have people that I speak with on a daily basis some of which I scratch my head and wonder, what in the devil are you thinking? But when I put myself in their shoes, I can't uh, deny the fact that I've probably done a bit of stinking thinking myself, to the, to sometimes to the, uh, to the point that it just makes no sense to me how we get so lost in the maze of life. You know, it's it, this life that we're living it's fleeting at best. The time goes by before you know it, and next thing you know, you're checking out of here. So tonight's program is about opportunity. It's about the fact that you're still here when so many others aren't, about the fact that many people that began 2014 did not finish it, all the way to those that we know and those that um, we know not of. But for some of us, we began that year with a wife and a husband, and we ended the year um, sadly parting and saying goodbye to someone who we spent 20, 15, 30 years with. Some of us started a year with a mother or father that we grew to know oh so well, someone that touched and shaped our lives in ways that others can never replace. And we took that time for granted and even as you listen to the sound of my voice right now, you sit there wanting, wishing, and hoping for that one last goodbye, that one last word, that hug that you didn't give, that apology you didn't make. Some of us began last year with a child, a child that was healthy, a child that was vibrant, a child that we saw, in my case, a granddaughter that lived one day for some of you, it was a child that you watched graduate from college or high school, and, you know, you, that morning they were fine, and just a few hours later, you had no clue that you would be making funeral arrangements for that child. Isn't it amazing how the best of times, likewise, are the waste of, worst of times for most of us who are selling, celebrating a brand-new year we're starting that year out uh, in remorse, and we're starting that year out with loss and missing people that we won't get back. I remember uh, just reviewing some of the celebrity deaths from last year, all the way from Robin Williams to Joan Rivers to just, I'm, I'm going to go through a litany of people tonight, and I'm not trying to start the show off on a down note, so just bear with me. 
I really, truly want you to pay attention to what we're going to talk about because this is about you. This is about you not blowing it in 2015. Last year was a year that God released and opened the door for so much to come forward in our lives. It was a season of... um, a season of harvest, you know, we, we were put in a position to be able to reap from what we have sown last year. You know, we started seeing the fruit bloom on the tree and and the process of gathering. Some of us just didn't get to didn't get to finish gathering. Joan Rivers, I remember uh whatever you want to say about the woman, I remember watching her on the Tonight Show and I really love this fool, Robin Williams. This guy was one of the funniest people that I've ever seen in my life. And I remember looking at Philip Seymour Hoffman and all the wonderful films that he did. And, you know, and as, and one thing that really touched me though, was this young chick named Simone Battle. You may not, if you, uh, she was a singer and um, an ex-factor finalist and this young woman just committed suicide in Hollywood. She was 25 years old and, I remember looking even further at this, and there was this uh, little young brother on Real World named Ryan Knight. At the age of 29, he went out to a party and didn't wake up the next day. And then I look at his another one, this um, Stephanie uh, Mosley. You know, she was found dead in her apartment alongside of her husband in a murder-suicide. And and again, this is somebody that was on the verge of stardom uh, with uh, with a hit single called "Hit the Floor." You know, and, and, and Lauren Bacall, someone who had this just litany of time and all of these uh, wonderful movies and all these wonderful roles. And as we look back and we see some of these people, um, one, one was a guy named Eric Hill who was on The Bachelorette, another young man, 30 years old. And if you look at him, he looked like he was in the – peak of his health, or another young lady from American Idol, um, you know, she just suffered some endometrial cancer, something that you would never think, and all the time she wanted to make it to stardom, and the next thing you know, American Idol, and God says, you know, okay, your time is up. Now you're going, Dr. D, I was having a great day. What in the hell are you doing this for? Why are you bringing up these things that are in one way depressing. Why are you talking about Shirley Temple and, you know, this woman lived to be 85 and was known all over the world? Why Why are you, Dr. D, talking about Mickey Rooney, who lived 93 years and he left last year? Why? What happened? What about Maya Angelou? I mean, this woman uh, was awarded more than 50 honorary degrees from universities all around the world, and I just remember reading, you know, while the cage bird sings, and and uh, remembering her when Bill Clinton was inaugurated in the office, and I think about Ruby D and Ozzy, and and even Casey Kasem when I would watch one of my favorite shows, American Bandstand, even late night. I love looking at some of these idols, and when you stop and think, you know what? What is God telling me? Even Meshach Taylor, uh, he was an Emmy-nominated actor on Designing Women and in the film Mannequin. I mean, what's God telling me? Why why did all these people, some right at the 
what looks like the peak of their life, where they worked so hard to finally get where they were about to get. And others, they live to be in their late 90s. And some other people, they just went out to a club and just have a little fun and woke up dead that morning. You know, you always hear me say, you know, don't wake up dead, but it can happen to you. But it didn't happen to you. And I want you to hang on to this thought for a second. If you're still here, I don't care how bad things appear. I don't care. Being honest, I'm you know, you guys, I love to be transparent with you. I had, and I won't mention names because I don't want to get sued or be tacky, but I had some people come to see me that called me and like, Dr. D, we, we need your help. And I had worked with this family before making numerous trips to their house. And uh, they contacted me in the middle of the summer, late end of the summer, and as you know, I was going through all that crap with these people trying to steal my name and my brand. And, and I even went went to my Facebook family and I said, hey, guys, pray for me because the enemy is busy. And thank God you did because I ended up with a testimony. And I have a testimony right now about this story I'm going to tell you. And I'm sharing this with you because if you're going through something and you're feeling some kind of way, I want you to know that God is not going to put anything on you that you can't handle I want you to know that everything, all of it, is working for your good. I want you to know that if you made it to 2015, I want you to know that if you can hear my voice right now and you're wondering, is there a reason for my existence? Because somebody right now is listening to this program wondering, Oh, do I even want to still be here? Mama's gone. My wife is gone. My son is gone. My brother, my sister, my husband. Hell, some of you lost Fido, the cat, uh, uh, Frisky the dog, or whatever. And all of a sudden now, your life has a huge, what you perceive to be a huge void in it. And you're wondering, why me? Well, I want you to take this into consideration, why not you? And I'm going to tell you, here's what happened to me. This family that came to me, man, I was, you're talking about, these people came to me, I, I, I went out my way to meet with them on the weekends when I wanted to be off like many of us do on the weekends. And I would stay at my office after having been there all day. I'd stay there to 7, 8 o'clock at night waiting on these people. And all of a sudden, the person that does this, tries to, I guess, double dip, get money from me and whoever else that that would reimburse them. And they first tried it, and quite naturally, I love PayPal. They were like, oh, hell no. You know, you're not going to come in and take all these assessments and take up hours of somebody's time and then try to cheat them. So, you know, lo and behold, it didn't work the first time. The second time, they tried it again. And this time, much to my dismay, I'm sitting in my um, sitting in the house, and I get three text messages back to back from uh, PayPal, and they're saying, "Well, you know, the card issuer decided in this person's favor after their third attempt at trying to beat the system. They finally did beat it, 
And I'm going, okay, well, that sucks. You know, how does, why would you allow someone to rip me off, God? And so some of you right now are feeling ripped off. Some of you right now are feeling that, you know what, it wasn't even your real, you were married to my daddy or my mother for a few weeks. And in a few weeks' time, you went and changed their will and I took care of my parent while they were sick or whatever. You're going through something, and I'm sharing my story to let you know that just because the enemy did it didn't mean it was going to necessarily work because I had the blessing. I, I said a prayer. I said, Lord, don't let someone screw me over when I did nothing but help them. And God reminded me. He was like, you know what, dude? Rain doesn't just rain on the bad people. It rains on the good. Sickness and death don't just happen to bad people. It happens to everyone. The difference between those of us that have something to hang on to and those of us that don't is a matter of perception. And I love to use this phrase, Reality is perception. So if you want to change your reality, change the way that you perceive things. My testimony, and when and believe me, I don't like losing a couple of thousands of dollars, especially after I've worked my butt off and earned it. Could you imagine you go to work every day, you get there early, you stay late, you give 110%, and your employer writes you a check, and one day you look in your bank account, and now – they pull your paycheck back out. <laughs> I mean, that's the equivalent of what happened. And when I look at it, um, I just think I'm, I, I pray over it. And I was like, Lord, I don't care if you let somebody take something from me. I get it because everything you have given me really doesn't belong to me anyway. But if you are the creator and if you are this being that I worship and pray to, do me this one favor. Whatever someone takes from me, I ask that in their taking that you release to me at least tenfold whatever somebody takes. So if somebody takes 2000 from me, God, give me back ten. If somebody takes 10000 from me, give me back 100 In other words, what I said to God was, if you hear me, I need you to let me know it, and I don't want to feel good. I want to see some evidence. I want a tangible replacement for the tangible thing that I've lost. Now, for some of you, you're going, you can't replace my wife. You can't replace my husband, and I'm not saying you can. What I am saying to you, dear one, is if you allow a moment, if you take a moment, if you submit yourself to a moment, you would be surprised what is in store for you. Now, oh, my producers are going, are we going to break tonight? I haven't talked to these people in two weeks. You guys forced me. It really is so funny. My management was like, you haven't, you've done over a hundred and what they say, a hundred and talking episodes week in, week out, so I needed a break. So like you guys, we took Christmas off, and I gave the staff Christmas off and what have you, but we're back, and tonight we will not be taking a break. Um, so I just really want you to listen. 
at this very moment, get a pen and paper out. I'm going to give you some help, and, and the help that I'm going to give you isn't going to bring your child back. It's not going to bring your husband or your wife back. It's, it's a matter of fact, uh, it, it may be uh, help a bit early because, see, they say a thousand years on earth is but a day in heaven. One day I did the math, and that came out to, like, to God, one minute is three years. <laughs> you dig? So if God says wait a couple of minutes, you get the point, right? So anyway, I um, I want you to get this pen and paper out because today, today I'm going to help you and empower you to do a couple of things. One thing is I'm going to give you a strategy. And within the strategy, you will be given the tools to cope with the problems of normal everyday life. Another part of this toolkit is most of you, 90% of you that are listening to this show right now, you are not listening to me by accident. As a matter of fact, you had never heard of me before until you uh, picked up that book in the bookstore or, or online or your friend had it laying around on your desk or you were looking at uh, Radio 1, listening to Radio 1, or you were just browsing the Internet or you were reading her campus of self-growth or looking on LinkedIn or Facebook or, or you doing your Google Plus thing. You never heard of me, and that's okay. I hope that after tonight you will never forget what we do here at the uh, D. Yvonne Young brand or at this program, Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. But for the millions of you that are listening to this program right now around the world, I want you to write tonight's tidbits down, even if you don't have anything but a paper sack from the grocery store and you need to borrow one of your kids' Crayolas, you write this down. A big question that someone asked me, they said, Dr. D., you, I heard you say several times in an interview that everything happens for a reason, and they asked me, they said, Dr., you really believe that? And this seems to be a pretty popular belief amongst many of us who have adopted what I don't, I don't, some people want to call it modern spiritual past, but to my rationale, it's like this, God never changes. So, if, you know, the question comes, if I'm walking down the street and a bird drops a reminder on my head or somebody's building a house and a brick hits you in the head, you want to know, did you attract that experience to yourself? And yes, I am a firm believer in the laws of attraction because they exist. If I did not have proof of it, I just, we'd go off there right now. But I am telling you everything that you've seen Dr. D. Yvonne Young do, uh, it wasn't always like that. And there were many days that I got off a plane flying first class, got in a limousine, and child, let me just drop it like it's hot. I didn't have the money to tip the driver, and if someone wasn't paying for the room, oh, well, I would have stayed at the airport and caught the flight back. But any time you are given vision, there will be provision. So the question is, is what I'm doing and what I'm believing creating my reality? The answer to that question is yes. However. 
I will be the first to tell you I'm not running around here mamby-pamby land with uh, seeing rainbows and unicorns thinking that all events happen for a reason. Because, see, sometimes some of the stuff that has happened in your life did it. Did nobody do nothing to you? Did nobody tell you that you got your license uh, restricted because you had to have one box of wine too many? You didn't know how to stop drinking. Now your fiancé is gone. Your man is gone because you were turning it up when you should have been turning those drinks down. You were turning up. However, 2020 is hindsight, right? It's 2020 perfect vision. When we look back through the lens of time, we can typically attribute something happening because of something else. But while things are happening, this hindsight makes little, if any, sense, perhaps even no sense. Events that are possibly meaningless and just completely random do happen. But what a beautiful thing. See, there is great power that we can give comfort in times of challenge when we have the freedom and the power to look I'm going to say that again, there's great power, and we can receive and give great comfort in times of challenge because we do have the freedom and the power to give meaning to events. Now, any meaning? See, here's the difference. The difference between pain and suffering, for example, is within the interpretation Pain is pain and becomes suffering when we attach emotions and meanings to it, right? It's kind of like your brain and your mind. Your brain can interpret signs of things. Your brain can acknowledge a significant, tangible, smell it, feel it, taste it, hear it, events. However, it is your mind that changes that event into a learning experience or a hardship that makes it either a challenge or a triumph. See, it is your mind that feels things, and from it, thus we are. Now, I want you to just pontificate on that for a minute. I've seen people put everything happens for a reason to be an excuse for mediocrity. They use it to push away their feelings and to push away the intensity of an experience where there is hardship or another. There can be a tendency to say to oneself, this is happening for a reason, as an unconscious way to usage our feelings and, you know, to avoid the emotions that hardship can bring upon us. And, and sometimes, you know, when I'm coaching people and I'm working with um, – I, I do a lot of work with men now, I've uh, been a facilitator for many faith-based men's groups and men that are just getting out of prison and men that have just lost a wife or men that have screwed up so bad that now that woman finally said, you know what, you better call Tyrone, whatever. I have seen many a grown man cry in the last four to five years, and they, and they ask me, they say, Doc, everything happens for a reason. Why did this happen to me? And I'll be like, oh, whoa, you fool. You know damn well why that happened to you. You were taking people for granted. You were taking that someone loved you despite all of their flaws and all of your flaws. You were taking time for granted. 
you always figured that there would be a later time you could actually say, I'm sorry. You figured that, you know, why do I have to deal with that today when I can do it with it tomorrow? And see, now you, you're punishing yourself, and you bought this on yourself, and you've created this mess. Does everything happen for a reason? Well, of course. If you're wise, it better be a reason, huh? Or are you just some fool going aimlessly through life, blaming everybody for the stuff that you did? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, you guys know me. You know I'm, I try to keep it real with you. So I, it's so funny. I got the most beautiful letter from a lady in England. And I'm just going to make up the voice because it was a letter. I didn't hear a voice. And she's like, dear Dr. Young, I love the way that you mix spirituality and humanity. Because in many, how did she say, on more than many occasions, I have prayed and said, damn it, in the same breath, just as you. Girlfriend, if you are listening tonight, my dear friend in the court of Wales, I want to tell you something, sister. I used a whole lot more words than damn, so if you stopped it, damn, <laughs> more power to you, baby girl, because if you heard some of the things I've said, ooh, Lordy, I think I'd have to get in the waiting list uh, and be on standby to go through the pearly gates the way that I can act sometimes. But anyway, nonetheless, let's keep this moving. Yes, I do believe that in the life of the wise, things happen for a reason. However, dear one, I want you to hear this. When my father died, I lost just my best friend. And my granddaughter died. I lost a baby that I felt like I knew this child because her mother was in Northside Hospital there in Atlanta trying to keep her in. And I got to know Zoe, even though I never could see her. And when she died, I got this feeling of relief. I I never will forget that night. You know, I get this phone call, and I went out and I called a couple of people. And I was feeling some kind of way. And, you know, what really killed me was I called Oliver and Desanya. Desanya is my daughter. Oliver is my son. He's son-in-law, but he's just like my son. And while talking to him, I called back that morning, and Zoe had just passed away. And I heard my daughter scream, and it went through, a chill went through me. And now I'm, I'm going to say this. I buried a, a nine-year-old, you know. I know what it's like, a son. I buried my mother. I buried... I, preached her funeral, I buried my father, carried his body out the house in my arms, but it was just something about hearing my child scream. And I couldn't do nothing to change what God decided to do. So just like right now, you, you who is listening to this show, you you, you screamed because you wondered why. In your mind, Things just didn't go the way that you felt they should go. But I'm here to tell you, I I, I want you to hear this because it, it's very important that you understand that the only way you can have resurrection is through crucifixion. And there's some courses in life that require blood and sweat and tears, and I want you to know those courses. 
inoculate you in such a way they birth in you a strength and an integrity and you tap into a reservoir. As a matter of fact, I'll just use one of my favorite statements. Then you learn that you are much stronger than you think. Also, you learn that God's way of doing things is a lot better than your way. Your way probably sucks, to be honest. Or who knows, my way probably sucks. But, you know, the truth is that everything is working for your good. Now, here's some stuff I want you to do. We, as human beings, have the ability to create meaning from our lives. We have the ability to ride the flow of change and challenges. And as we drive, we have the ability to look in the rearview mirror while moving straight ahead, right? But pay attention to this. This is good. There is a reason that your rearview mirror is smaller than your windshield. I'm going to repeat that. There is a reason that your rearview mirror is smaller than your re- and than your windshield because uh, you you have to keep your eye on the prize. You have to stay focused. And right now, what we're going to talk about is you, you say, "Well, Doc, how can I move forward, man? I mean." You're telling me all this talk, and I get the suffering. I I get the you know the stuff about the just and the unjust, and good and bad happens. The bad happens to good people. You know I, I get it. Said, so, but and you're asking, well, Doctor Young, but man, you said earlier in the program that last year God was setting me up for something. <laughs> well, if this is it, I damn sure don't want it. Well, look before you say that. Check it at the gate. This year, and yes, I'm talking to you, you that's sitting there right now with a lump in your throat and fighting back a tear. You may even have cried a couple of them. You know, if you're like me, you damn sure put your head, forehead in the palms of your hands a couple of times, or at least your jaw in the palm of your hand. Here's your proof. You remember that list I read off at the beginning of the show with Seymour Hoffman and all these people on it? You're not on that list. The fact that you are here right now, you're here for a reason. I had the pleasure of speaking with a visionary woman uh, at a very large organization that develops content for television. And I remember I was so enthused about this phone call that happened last month, and I can go ahead and say it. I just can't tell you anymore, but I, I'm an I'm an expert on uh, this show, Fatal Attraction, that's on TV One, and they um, we've been talking about some other projects that that they're developing for America for you. And one thing I love about these people, they don't produce crap; they produce television that makes you think, that enlightens you, and that um, is titillating and stimulating and captivating, but at the end of the day, it's engaging the mind and it's engaging the human conscious to actually think deeper and better thoughts, right? And I remember how I was looking forward to that conversation because, like all of us, I want my gifts to be used, and I, and I want to be well compensated for them, but it was just something about when I talked to Melanie and and. She and I didn't talk about $1. We did not mention money. Matter of fact, we talked about ideas. 
We talked about ideas that God had given me and ideas that he had given other people and ideas that he had given her. And we talked about bringing to life that which was in the mind. And what's going on with you this year is many things that have been in your mind are going to be birthed. And the seeds were planted in you last year, and you took steps. You went and looked up a business name, and you got a website created. You never had a website in your life. You never could take a credit card in your life. You didn't know what search engine optimization was no more than you knew how to build a, a spaceship out of bumblebees. I mean, you, I, that was really silly, wasn't it, a spaceship? Where did I get that stuff from? But anyway, you didn't know uh, You didn't know anything about uh, keyword and, and ad words and all of this social media stuff, but now you do. Now you know what it's like to connect to people because God let you be human finally. You finally cried with your powerful self. You finally got to a point with all your big titles and your six-figure check or your unemployed behind or you, you, you got to a point where you're like, you know what, thank God I can get on the bus because, man, when I was in that hospital, I, I couldn't even go down the hall. Thank you that I can walk to this bus stop. Some of you. You're so grateful right now that, you know what, I got one more child left. You didn't take both of them. Some of you are going, okay, well, now mama and daddy are gone. So, God, you got to be my daddy. You got to be my mama. I don't know who that was for, but that was deep. I don't have this woman that I laid next to every week for the last 20 years. So, God, you're going to have to... Let me hold you in my arms, and you have to hold me back. See, what you're thinking was a curse and, and was just unfair. It was God's way of preparing you for this season of your life because, see, now is the time. It says for such a time is now. So I'm going to help you get to be you and to get much better at being you. The first thing I want you to do, is let's make life a little a little easier. I want you to just do one thing to start with. Please be realistic. Stop overthinking. You, you heard about, am I going to have a job in five months? Be glad your boss is working today. And, you know, I had a, a friend of mine, she worked at this company for two decades, and this 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 beast uh, became uh, her boss, and, and she was just abused by and tormented by this person. And it's so funny. She talks to me. She said, uh, you know, it's really funny. that The company I'm working for now just sent me to a conference, and I saw some of the people I used to work for. And she also said, you know, it's really funny, Dr. Young. You told me that I needed to go for my dreams and to look for the silver lining, and I didn't think I'd be making this much money until 10 years from now, but I'm making it now, and this title I have now, I got passed over for it over and over. And then I got a phone call. This is so beautiful from uh, Ms. Durant. If you're listening to this call, I love you. I love you so much. Um, I was uh, going through some training so I could uh, uh, do my first assistant surgery training, right, and 
things, I had this person that was, I hate to use the word racist, but that's what I have to call this person. I feel sorry for him because anybody that's a sexist or a racist, you just as ignorant and you probably don't know no better, so God bless you. And this woman definitely could be sitting on the front row in that class, but she made it difficult for so many people. And Mr. Rancon said, you know, they fired her. See, sometimes you don't get to see God move his hand to slay your enemy, but that does not mean your enemy will not be slayed. I don't even know who that's for. <laughs> and if you're the one that's mistreating people, that may be a little bit of a warning for you, okay? But the first thing I want you to do, dear one, is be realistic. Stop having these fixations that don't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you're tripping. You know damn well when you start singing animals howl. Oh, you know, you stop it. You're singing and your children are looking at you like, oh, hell. You know, don't you cannot be on on the voice. Matter of fact, you ought to be on silent. Some of you, you know, doggone well, you don't have no business putting on what you just put on. Some of you right now, you need to quit crying about everything and take responsibility for your contribution to what you're in. You know, this is your third case. I mean, really, seriously now, some of you, you 40 years old, 30 years old, 20, 50 years old, acting like you don't have any sense. All I'm saying is first step this year is be realistic because I want you, I'm going to say it again. You are here for a reason. The next thing, write this down, child. Write it down. It's going to help you or somebody, help you deal with somebody. Let's start making some plans now. Let's stop just getting up in the morning, scratching our heads and our behinds, and not having a plan. I don't care if you have a job or you're unemployed. I don't care. I don't care if you're married or single. I don't care if you're black or white. I don't care if you're tall or short. I don't care how old your buddy is. Listen to me. Make a plan for your day, for your week, and for your month. Don't go any further than that because some of y'all will be up there. And then I'm going to have a magic carpet. No, look, boo, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just make a plan to do three different things. Here's thing number one. I just want you to make a plan to be thankful. That's it. Find something, a couple of things every day to be grateful for. Find somebody to thank. If you don't do nothing but thank the person that gives you your change back or that holds the door open for you, just say, you know what, thank you. And mean it. Don't just, you know what, one thing that gets on my nerves is folks that just do superficial stuff. And I ain't going to lie, I've done it too. I'm not trying to play like I have them. But, you know, you walk up to somebody and say, hey, how you doing this morning? They go, I'm fine. How are you? And you say, well, I just had lunch with Satan. They'd be like, okay, see you later. Wait a minute. You didn't even listen to me. Listen to me. Try listening to somebody. God gave you two ears and one mouth. That means you should listen twice as much as you talk. The second thing, a third thing, I'm sorry. After you make a plan, make some sense of it. Outline the plan. 
what I mean by that is connect meaning to what's on your piece of paper. You know, if you say, I'm going to the gym, why are you going? Well, I'm, I'm going to the gym because I want to be healthy. I'm tired of taking all these medications and sleeping well and not being able to function. You know, I have a lot of men that come to me that have erectile dysfunction and, you know, and I'm like, dude, the reason why God ain't letting your little, little package work the way it's supposed to is because you got your mind on everything but the beauty of life. You heard about this. You don't like that person. You mad about this. How in the heck do you think your reproductive system is going to co- uh, collaborate with you when all you could do is probably reproduce a damn fool or, you know, your mind, your body's there, but your mind's on the other side of town. I mean, let's find some meaning in life again. Here's something else I want you to do. Make a list of the things that are going right that you – and simple. let's start with simple stuff. I got up this morning. I just read you a whole list of folks, and for those of you that lost a loved one, God left you here for a reason, and it wasn't for you to be walking around looking like somebody just got through playing with your mind with a feather or something, you know. Just stop and be grateful. Here's something else I want you to do. This year, try to communicate with people about the good things you want to do. And I'm going to tell you a little trick about that. That will let you know who your haters are because if you tell somebody I want to go back to school or I'm gonna I have a vision for a business now I, I'm gonna say this and caution you if you have a vision for a business and somebody looks at you and be like how are you gonna run a business you can't take care of yourself they may have a point that doesn't mean that they hate on you it means that you you know there's this thing in the word that says I will make you steward over many things if you'll just be faithful over a few. So the person ain't hating on you, but what I'm saying is talk about some best-case scenarios for a change. But always everything come out your mouth. You don't like sawing, so uh, you know blank. Well, if you mess with it, stop being so doggone negative. Find something good to say about somebody, even about you, because sometimes you talk about yourself so bad it hurts my feelings, and I don't even know you. Here's here's number six. I want you to start rewarding yourself. I didn't say sit there and eat no doggone half gallon no whole pint of bluebell ice cream either. I didn't say sit here and get diabetes, right? I remember it's so funny. I was uh there's this little uh, cartoon I read where the little boys um were given a math problem and the teacher says, Okay, if Jim eats Three donuts and four cupcakes. How many pastries did Jim eat? I mean, what does Jim have? Yeah, she said if the, if Jim eats three donuts and four cupcakes, what would what does Jim have? And you know, we think in seven. And the little boy said, "No, he he had diabetes." <laughs> Never mind. It's just funny to me. It's funny to me. But anyway, reward yourself. <laughs> Start if you can do something that I, I've I've actually been able to withstand peach cobbler, y'all, 
and that Shirley's Donut sign that I'm addicted. Me and my buddy is the cat in Houston, Texas, named Pastor Rudy Rasmus. He's a really cool guy. Uh, Ru- Rudy and I are addicted to Shipley's Donuts. They have these donuts here. I know some of y'all like Krispy Kreme, but that's just way too much sugar for me. That, I don't I don't like them things. It's like eating a handful of sugar. But these donuts are light and airy, and they have this little red sign that's on in the window that says Hot Donuts, right? And like a crackhead running to the crack house when the dope man car in the driveway, I see that I see that red light on Hot Donuts. I'll be six lanes over, and I'm making a U-turn, cutting across folks' parking lot. So I, I haven't done that. I had a Shipley's Donut for the first time in three weeks, y'all, last week. So pray for me. Hopefully I won't stop and get another one, and you won't either. And then the next thing, track your progress. You know, I told you write down your stuff and, and really connect why you're doing it and all that. But keep up with it. It'll keep you motivated. You you know, sometimes we look for everybody else to give us a pat on the back. Pat yourself on the back, you know, and stop beating yourself up. I, some of you, including me, have been so guilty of this. You sit up there and you just beat yourself up. You're like, I am so stupid. Why did that was dumb? And you're talking to yourself, and if someone else talked to you like that, you probably curse them out or be looking at them some kind of way. So stop doing that to yourself. And here's the other thing. Keep on trying. You know, God lets you see this year, man. You're here. You know, you didn't you you're not here just because there wasn't nothing else to do. We got plenty of people on the planet. We didn't need an extra one. You feel me? It's billions of us here. So the fact that you didn't get swept off the fact that, you know, your time didn't run out on you, it's because you still have something to do. Now, here's some stuff. I, I'm going to give you these seven habits. Socrates said the unexamined life is one that is not worth living. Another famous saying is that a wise man can see more from the bottom of a pit than a fool could see from the top of a mountain, and it's so true. And... Confucius said, men's natures are alike. It's their habits that separate them. I'm going to say that again. I did, Confucius. This dude was so cold. Men's natures are alike. It is their habits that separate them. So here's how you develop some habits, okay? One, do a 30-day challenge, but just focus on trying to get one thing done. Don't go and like, you know what? I'm going to start going to the barbershop. I'm going to go to the dentist, and I'm going to get me some light bread and some chicken necks and some and some pickles and some crunches. You can tell I've been hanging with some ghetto folks. Where did I get chicken necks from? Okay. That's a St. Louis thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I, I know I got people in St. Louis listening to me. All right, now, Nelly from St. Louis. I like Nelly. Does Nelly have too many teeth? What is it about his teeth? It seems like Nelly got like three or four extra teeth. Uh, never mind. Okay, anyway. But do a 30-day challenge and focus on one habit. I want you to write that out on paper. And I want you to write down what are your motivations for doing this habit. And, and, what, and write down the obstacles. You know, like for me, I'll give an example. One of my habits could be to leave Peach Cobbler alone and leave Shipley's Donuts alone. Now, what is my motivation? Well, I'm a type 2 diabetic, 
And that means that if I, I just, oh, hey, you guys, I just got this Bowflex Extreme. You need to get that machine. It's pricey as hell, and they're going to jack your schedule up because you got to be home all day waiting on UPS, I mean FedEx, to deliver it. But once you get it, go ahead and pay them to put it together because them pulleys ain't no joke. But it's like I've, I, I, last year I said I'm going to make a gym in my house, right? So I got my app coaster, I got my uh, elliptical machine, I've got a chin-up station and an app station, and I have this Bowflex, right? My one habit that I wanted about this peach cobbler and these donuts is I started doing my homework, and I've learned that you can run and do the elliptical and do cardio. That's not what makes the sugar get out your blood. It's using muscles and resistance. So I figured, okay, now I'm doing all these sit-ups. I got to do this workout, and I got my six-pack back. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm proud of my age. I ain't going to tell you what it is, but I'm old enough to be grown. Anyway, I got my six-pack back. I'm cut. My arms are back to about 18 inches, and my waist is back to about 33 inches, and my shoulders are 46 inches. Yes, ladies, I am fine. I'm proud of it, too, because y'all be proud of it. So us brothers, and you know light-skinned brothers came back in in 2010. So anyway, the the point I'm making is that I found my motivations. Then I looked at, okay, what are my obstacles? My obstacles are I love some doggone good peach cobbler, but I got to drive all the way to Triple J Barbecue or uh, my other little spot to find my peach cobbler. So I just, when I go by my barber, instead of going to Craig, I love you, Craig, I love your food, but your peach cobbler will kill me, I've learned, get your butt right back on the freeway. (laughs) I've learned that, okay, I can do Triple J's, and I swear, if you ever come to Houston, you go to Triple J's Barbecue. You don't need no sauce. It's small. I mean, that stuff is off the chain. But you can tell I'm country, Lord. I'm sitting up here talking about barbecue like, you know, Jesus going to be there. But anyway, the, the point I'm making is I came up with my motivations. I dealt with my obstacles, and I looked at my strategies. And then I committed fully. Like, I'm sitting here telling y'all now, so I can just see this if I'm in Atlanta or somewhere going down Peachtree or somewhere, I'm bumping one of you guys. You're going to be like, hey, is that Dr. D? That is Dr. D. Why are you, why are you going to the donut house? And I'm going to be like, damn, they caught me, right? So you make a public commitment and fully commit to what you're doing. And then see the other side of it. I just told you about how I got my abs back and I got my shoulders back. So if you all see me and I'm looking like one of the fat boys. <laughs> My producer is, is looking at me like, Lord, help him. Anyway, um, if I'm sitting up looking like one of the bad boys, you're going to be like, Dr. D, uh, <clears throat> motivations, obstacles. It looks like you encountered more obstacles than you did motivations. Well, you know, by telling other people what your goals are, it forces you to live up to them is what I'm driving at, okay? And then here's another thing. When you get these habits, one of the biggest things that screws us up is stinking thinking. I don't mean you need to go take you a wash off, a bath, or whatever, because you might need to do that. So please, child, above all means, expose yourself to some soap and water. But the point I'm saying is think positively. Develop some positive thinking. 
quit seeing the doggone glasses being half empty all the time. And I promise you, positive thinking by itself won't make you successful, but it's a huge ingredient. Faith without works is dead. You know, uh, I had someone tell me, they say, you always find a positive way to see everything, and I do. You know, it's like when I get in traffic and I can't go, and I'm like, okay, I used to, I swear, y'all might not believe I ever cursed. <laughs> I could get hit by lightning just by saying that, right? But anyway, I would get so hot and bothered by bad traffic. And I learned to be grateful for traffic. It, you know, I stopped and started thinking, you know what, Lord, you probably got me in this traffic because if I went another way, I could be in a car wreck or I could have caused the wreck. And I can sit here and spend more time meditating. I cut the radio off and meditate and, and do my visualizations, you know, and they, it works. I got the fruit to prove it. The next thing is you heard me talking about exercise. That is good for you in so many ways. You know, one thing about sex, it releases uh, endorphins in the brain and raises your, uh, your serotonin level and all of these other things. So what I want to say to you is why don't you give that a shot too? Why don't you exercise because it's a cocktail that makes you feel real good about you. And when you feel good about you, you know that translates to other people, right? So take the time to feel better, to do better, to get out and mix it up. And You know, when I'm out walking, I I have some beautiful places I go work out, and one of them walking the hiking trails are about a mile from my home, maybe a mile and a half. I look and I always see these beautiful birds, and I see butterflies. But you know what really gets me? Well, when I get back to the trail where other people are walking on a paved trail, and they have soccer fields, and I see these little cute kids. You know, they're like two and three years old. And they're fascinated by everything. They're fascinated just because, you know, I don't know. I think babies like me, right? I walk by and it's like every baby looks at me and laughs. And I'll be like, do I have something on me? But, you know, the they smile and they have their little four teeth or their little tooth or six years old, a tooth missing. And, uh, you know, and I look at these kids and, I feel more alive. I feel connected. And one day when I was walking, you know, I was like, God, thank you for letting me be out here. And it seemed like, you know, they have all these different ages of people playing soccer from adults to these little kids and even uh, little kids like five, six, and seven years old, ball is bigger than them, seemed like. And I, when I walk past these fields, it always seemed like somebody would kick the ball off of the field and it would come straight to me. And I would throw the ball back, you know, and I felt connected. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you is get out in nature and realize you are part of it. You know, you're part of this wonderful universe, the same thing that made these stars and made this planet made you. And we're all, we're all one, you dig? The other thing is, Stop always trying to do 10 things at once. Enjoy doing one thing at a time. Enjoy eating an ice cream cone, not three or four of them which you greet yourself, but just one scoop of cream. And, or enjoy um, 
looking at the opposite sex. And now some of you freaks out there, I don't mean start watching booties and and, and abs. I'm, I mean, just the if you're single, because if you're married, you're probably going to get the hell slapped out of you. But if you're single, take the time and just look at, you know what? Sooner or later, you're going to look over there and see the person that's supposed to be with you. So look forward to it. And, and you can't be walking around looking like somebody in a ball Joe cat. <laughs> you, you know, you look like a Halloween cat with a hump in your back. <laughs> that, that's not what I mean. I'm saying take time to just be simple and sane. You know, you don't need to have a philosophy for everything. Just be happy. You did. Another thing, focus on one task at a time and actually complete it. Stop starting stuff and don't finish it. And, I, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I, I have a housekeeper named Karen. And I am so grateful for Karen. I do not know what to do. Um, she comes and makes my, yeah, I, okay, I'll just tell it. I know none of y'all had this problem, but there's this beautiful table in my home. And when I come in the house, I take whatever receipts are in my pocket and just throw them on the other end of this table. And you can imagine, I'm a, I'm a bachelor, so I'm this single guy. I'm sitting at this table with these eight chairs, one on each end and two on each side. And I'm looking at this pile of receipts that where I can barely see the, and these are high back chairs, mind you. I can barely see the chair on the other side. So I just figured, you know, Karen, come help me. I, I need some order in my house, you know, and... So by just doing one thing at a time, I walk in, and that pile of paper is gone. Thank you, Jesus, because y'all would have thought I was on hoarders if you you could have saw, could have seen it. Now, here's the other thing. Eliminate stuff from your life that's not necessary. Oh, by the way, uh, hang on. Um, we're going to go five minutes overnight. I need to tell my producer that because my producer is, I don't know, we're going to pray for her. I love you, girl. You know I love you, right? Okay. Eliminate non-essential things out your life, starting with non-essential people. You know who I'm talking about, your cousin Ray Ray, the one that's always looking for some spare change. I ain't got no spare change. Quit being an enabler. Eliminate that man or that woman that you know doggone well ain't helping you to do nothing but get worse. I was at Papado's today after church, um, and we were talking about this group of sisters that would come in there. And now, I don't know if in your and for my friends that are in the in the United Kingdom, the United Arab Emirates, Papado's is a restaurant. It's a seafood restaurant. So, could if you could just imagine, you go to it's not overpriced, but it ain't cheap. Okay, so you go in there. Can you imagine five people sitting down? And you know how they bring a loaf of bread for you to share with you and two or three other people? Okay, these sisters all requested their own loaf of bread if they give you any idea about how they rolling, right? So what I want to tell you is pay close attention <laughs> to your eating habits. You don't need a whole loaf of bread to yourself. You don't. You know, I, I remember this brother that was on TV once, and he's laying in the bed, and he couldn't get out the bed. 
Hey, you know, for the life of me, and I'm not making fun of nobody. Y'all know I'm silly, so just pray for me. But I'm, I'm like, when did he realize that he couldn't get out, out the bread? When was it that he had that last double cheeseburger, that last pizza pizza, and, he, and then he was like, oh, hell, I done done it. Now I can't get up. <laughs> All right, I'm having a moment anyway. But eliminate non-essential stuff out of your life. Stop smoking weed. Stop drinking. And if you smoke cigarettes, that is just nasty. You stink. Your clothes stink. And just because you don't put some juicy fruit chewing gum in your mouth does not take the cigarette smell off of your behind. Please stop smoking. And if you're smoking medicinal marijuana, pass the joint. No, I'm just kidding. I don't smoke weed. Don't be writing me no letters. Did I used to smoke weed? Yes, I did, but I don't do it anymore. And my opinion of that is when you're a child, you do childish things. When you become an adult, if you ain't got no cataracts or you don't have cancer or you don't have anxiety issues, you do not need to be smoking marijuana. I don't care if it is legal in your state, please. Try to live a life where you just enjoy what God gave you. It's, it's so many things to be high about. Like you can get high from listening to great music. You can get high from holding hands. You can get high. You know, I've got some friends, and, and I do want to give a shout-out to, to my buddy, Eric Dargan. Eric, I love you, man. Uh, I want you guys to pray for my friend. He lost his wife um, a couple of weeks ago. And this is one of the coolest brothers. This dude is, um, he's in a position that it reminds me almost of President Obama. The stuff he deals with, I'm serious. He's dealing with a lot of uh, racism and a lot of, and, and I'm not talking about white racism. I'm talking about black-owned black racism, too. Uh, but this man is such a gentleman. So you guys say a prayer for my friend uh, Eric Dargan, if you don't mind. Now, here's another thing I want you to do. Get you a daily routine. Stop doing the same thing over and over again that's not good for you. Let's start fresh. Let's create a new one. Let's look at some routines that can make your life better. Like, I'll give you an example. Meditate. I told you over and again, meditation is the highest form of prayer. And and I'm going to tell you something else. This is going to sound so crazy. I don't like eating salad, but I've learned if you put it together the right way, it's actually pretty good. So get you some, like, uh, Boslamic vinaigrette with the strawberry or whatever flavor you like. That stuff is actually good. So try to eat healthy. Every other day. I know you're going to get that double meat cheeseburger, that triple meat from Steak and Shake or that Euro sandwich from my friends and brothers and sisters in the Middle East. Uh, now, I got, I got a problem now with you, my, my, my friends down there, down under in Australia. I tried some Vegemite. That is some nasty stuff. How the hell do y'all eat that? I got me some Vegemite, and I'm thinking I'm going to put that on some bread and enjoy it. You know what? I ain't eating that. And when I come to Australia, don't y'all offer me none of that. I'll go down there with them aborigines and, you know, and do something, but I ain't eating that. That's nasty as hell. So I'm going to go through these seven tips. I'm going to let you guys go one more time, okay? This will change your life this year. I want you to develop some habits with intent. But just pick one thing. Don't pick three because you know damn well you're not going to do it. Just one thing and commit fully and make a commitment in public 
and look at what are your motivations, what are your obstacles, and what's your strategy for overcoming, okay? Next thing I want you to do, start thinking positive, please. If you don't have anything good to say, shut the hell up. Don't say nothing. Find something good to say, even about your worst enemies, because in some kind of way you're going to re-put yourself. Second thing, exercise. And I'm not talking about, <laughs> you know, I, I do P90X3 sometimes, and they got the modified version. So I was looking at this skit on Saturday Night Live where this guy was doing push-ups, and then the modified version was he just lifted his arms up and down. I'm like, no. Get your behind out your house. Go to the park, and especially if it's one of those parks that has stations for, like, pull-ups and chin-ups and uh, balance beam, you know, whatever. But get out the house, man. Go get some fresh air. And if the weather's inclement, go and get you some equipment. Let me tell you how I did it in case your money's funny. <laughs> go to HSN. You can buy some good equipment and do that value play plan where you can pay. If you don't have $800 to pay for an elliptical, do what I did. Pay them $55 a month. Uh, pay it in five payments of 100 bucks. You know what I'm saying? And trust me, I am so grateful I made that investment. But And then exercise, if you have a significant other, a, a husband, wife, a girlfriend, or even a dog, take the dog with you. Your dog is overweight, too. Your dog, I got a, I'm not even going to say her name because I know I got a friend girl in Atlanta that's got a dog that needs to go to Weight Watchers for real. This dog, I, I have never in my life seen a dog eat a syrup sandwich. Okay, I'm lying. But anyway, you, you get my drift. Now, the other thing, simplify your life. Quit trying to do everything that everybody else does. Do what you do. Find efficient and effective ways to do what you need to do. Like, I'll give you an example. I was complaining about my toll tag. And, and Houston, this city in Atlanta is just, is, is just too much traffic. So in Houston, the tolls are so expensive that nobody's on the toll road. But at the end of a month, you've spent $120 taking toll roads. So I figured, you know what, let me find some back routes I can take to get me to my office and where are other places I need to go. So on certain days, traffic bad, I just take the scenic route. So in other words, develop some new habits that will be less stressful and give you some more quiet and quality time with you. The next thing, focus on one goal and eliminate, these are two things, okay? Focus on one goal and eliminate stuff that ain't necessary, especially people. Child, let me tell you something. You know, some of us had some people come out of our lives, and we need to be like, I, I'm, I remember when my mother passed, I loved me some Juanita Young. I loved my mama, but you know what? Mama got on my nerves sometimes. I just, I'm just going to tell it like it is. I love her. I know she, I probably got on her nerves, too. But when the Lord let her stop suffering, I was grateful not to have a replacement to come in and worry me like my mother, wife, friend, Juanita did. So get rid of people. And if God took some people out your life and they are still breathing and living, leave them out your life. Eulogize them and be like, you know what, my season with you is over. You know, you when we go somewhere, you want to turn up all the time. Or you with folks, you want to act like uh, what's that crazy girl on Love and Hip Hop? Jack, you know who I'm talking about, the one that likes to fight all the time. That's with Stevie. Yeah, her. Um, you know, get rid of the non-essential, and and especially your own non-essential thoughts. 
you know you're tripping. Please stop tripping. Last couple of things I want to say to you. It is so good um, to be back with you in 2015. This is your year. So in as much as I said a lot of things tonight that uh, were kind of like marginal, first, I wasn't making fun of obese people. You need to lose that damn weight, though, because it's not good for you. It's not good for your heart. It's not good for your body. So it's not about being fat or overweight. It's about living a better and more healthy lifestyle, okay? So don't send me any letters because I might write you back and you're not going to like it if I do. Next thing I'm going to tell you is I do love you. I love each and every one of you, and especially you. Um, When you have 2 million people every week listen to you, that that, that lets me know that um, what I asked God for was I wanted to change some lives. So I guess maybe I'm doing it. And if I am and your life happens to be one of them, don't be a stranger. Let me know. Now, here's some housekeeping. If you're listening via Blog Talk Radio, click the follow button on this show. Uh, You know, networks need data. I need data. So do me a favor. Just click it. And if you're first time listening on on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, I think on Twitter and on Google Plus or whatever, it's D. Devon, spelled like Ivan, for those of you that love to mispronounce my name. That is so funny. But it's D, like Derek, David, Dandy, Delicious, whatever. But D, Devon, I-V-A-N, spelled just like you spell Ivan, Young. Go to the Facebook page and hit the like button. And, oh, by the way, uh, you know, we had 90,000 likes. We hit the 90,000 like mark on Facebook but they changed my status to celebrity status now. So I have a uh, – they've changed it to public figure. And I guess they went in. I don't know what the hell they did, but when they did it, my likes went from 90,000 down to 20-something. So you guys go back and re-like the page, I guess, when you change status. They go through your stuff. So just go back and hit the like button for me again. I really appreciate that. Um, and share the website. It's dyvonyoung.org. Just Dr. Dr. No period. Dr. Dyvonyoung.org. Well, with all that said, this is going to be an awesome year. You're here for a reason, and I'm so glad to be back with you. I love you, Madeline. Most sincerely, I do. Have an awesome week. Bye now.